Welcome back to Trip City Rundown. This is episode 13 of the podcast, and we have some news to catch up on. Um, so in the podcast, we will be talking about the Jason Kidd situation. We will be talking about Chauncey Billups as well as a possible candidate for the head coaching job. We'll talk about Neil Shade's press conference. That just happened a little while ago, a couple hours ago. Um, lots of people have made comments on that, and you'll hear our takes on that. Um, we'll talk about potential CJ trades, potential suitors, because um, if we were going to make a big roster move, it would most likely be for CJ. Um, and finally, we'll answer some of your questions you asked uh, in the Q&A on the Instagram, I believe. Yes, on the Instagram. So, let's start with Jason Kidd. So... Terry Stotts gets fired. You know, if you saw our video on that, if you haven't, go watch it. Just an honest take reaction to Terry Stotts as the coach for the past nine years uh, um, for the Blazers. Um, but Jason Kidd's name was immediately, almost hours, minutes after Terry Stotts got fired, as a name that was going to be heavily involved in this coaching search. Yeah, right after the firing, like possibly like two hours following it. You got Damian Lillard going to Chris Haynes, who tends to be kind of the guy Damian Lillard goes to when he discusses news or like things he wants to say to the media. Um, but obviously he went to him and he said, Jason Kidd's the guy I want. Um, and everyone went crazy. All of Portland went crazy just because of Jason Kidd's past history. Mm-hmm. And like we can get into that and just reasons. I, in my opinion, there's three reasons, and we're getting into this, like – why Jason Kidd is now not going to be the coach, um, because obviously he has taken his name out of the running. Um, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, he said his quote is he didn't want to make it awkward for Dame and um, the Blazers organization while trying to hire the coach. But just to touch on Jason Kidd's past, so I think it was back when he was playing, back in maybe 2001 or 2000, he had a domestic abuse case against him. Um and people make mistakes. Um, I don't believe in holding people to their mistakes. I think they're allowed to grow and um, to grow for the better. However, I think if Jason Kidd was, let's just put it this way. Jason Kidd is not a very good coach anyway, in my opinion. He, he was at Milwaukee. He was at the Bucks for a while. He developed Giannis. Um, he went to the Nets and really did not have a good stint there. Um, but I just don't think he's a good coach for this team. And on top of that, the allegations, not having the background, the clean background that I would want for head coach, I could not support it. However, I, I, this, the sole reason is not based on the domestic abuse case. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of really was like, no, like Dame, how could you request Jason Kidd, you know, for someone who did a domestic abuse case? And yes, they have a point, but... Yeah, they have a point because it's still something that's you know a very terrible thing that he should not have done. But this is 20 years ago, and I think he's grown, and I think he's shown he can be a decent coach. I just don't think he's the one for us. But it's the domestic abuse case, not the sole reason why he should not be the coach. Yeah, and when I say stupid, it's not because like that's a stupid reason for you not to want him. But Dame has major connections with him. I mean, he went to the same high school as Jason Kidd in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and a former point guard, Dame's going to want to learn from one of the best point guards of all time. So Dame wanting him doesn't mean Dame's a bad person. Um, Dame probably has never seen the bad side of Jason Kidd, neither has half the world because Jason Kidd's... To be honest, I didn't like, even know that was a thing. I knew he was kind of a bad boy, but like half the NBA is bad boys. 
Um, yeah. I didn't know about this whole situation, and obviously that's a big deal, but it was, again, 20 years ago. Um, but we're not going to have to worry about him. Let's let's talk about – so no. so we'll, we'll keep going on, on the timeline. So Jason Kidd, his name gets thrown in the hat, and then I think the next morning it's Jason Kidd himself takes himself out of the running. Right before that, we had a little news, so again, from Chris Haynes. His quote was, the Blazers will involve Lillard in the process, and this is why we were thinking that Jason Kidd was going to be the coach. And um, But ultimately, the franchise, the front office, will make the final call. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth, but a lot of people were happy to hear that, that. I think that just means they're going to consult Dame as much as they can in the process, make him feel part of it. We don't want players picking coaches because then the Dame's not going to be held accountable by the coach if he's just going to be buddy-buddy with them. So it is the front office's final call. However... I think involving Dame in the process is a good thing, you know, to keep Dame engaged with the team. Because right now we're not supplying Dame with talent that's necessary to win a championship. Um, so back to where we were going with this. Jason Kidd, he takes himself out of the running. And immediately people are like, what the heck, what just happened? 12 hours ago, he was going to be, it almost looked like, you know, Twitter rumors and rumors on the internet go around way too fast. There's probably no, like, true, like, Jason Kidd yeah. is going to be the coach. But everyone is uh, overreacting and thinking this way. So when I saw that news, um, I did my digging. I just looked at everyone's reactions and see, saw people's opinions, and I formulated three different reasons why he possibly could. And all of them have – there's more likely ones that it probably is, and there's ones that just long shots but just keep it in the back of your mind. There is Jason Kidd saw the hate he was getting from Portland. And he was like, I don't want to have to deal with this. So that's the first reason. That's, that's not the most li- – that's a very likely reason, but I think the two first reasons I'm about to state are similar in likeliness. Then there's also, I think, Neil or someone with the Blazers could have been like, Jason, we're probably not going to hire you, so come out publicly and say you don't, you're going to drop your name out just so we don't it's piss off Dame here. It's to save face. And then the third one is just that's least likely, but it's something that you still have to keep your mind on is Jason Kidd knows something we don't with Dame, and like maybe Dame didn't give him his full 100% commitment to his time and say he gets a three-year contract. Dame was like, no, I'm not going to fully commit to you. Uh, we'll see how this first year goes. And Jason Kidd doesn't want to run that risk of having to coach a rebuilding team. That's true. Um, I do want to say Dame leaking who he wanted as coach really put a, a – it was a struggle, and it, I don't think it was a good move Like looking back. Again, I do not agree with letting players pick coaches. Dame can definitely go to Neil and behind closed doors and be like not these. Publicly. Yeah, but going publicly puts pressure on the team because if you go with Jason Kidd just to please Dame, you're getting a coach that's not going to hold Dame accountable. And a coach is frankly not, not that good, in my opinion. And then if you don't hire Jason Kidd, even though Dame pub- publicly said he wanted to, then everyone else is like, you're not doing what Dame wants. Dame, you know... And all these other coaches are going to be like, well, Dame didn't want me. Why would I want to come there? I'm just the second option. Mm-hmm. I wasn't your actual first option. So I, it could be a little rift. But I think so, they would grow. Yeah, I think that. having Jason Kidd himself drop out of the running kind of put out a lot of fires there. So that was kind of the whole sit- situation there. And to kind of close that part, I am thankful that it worked out the way it did. I mean, I wish it didn't, but I don't want Jason Kidd to be our coach. How about that? Um, and that's not going to happen. But let's talk about Chauncey Billups. And just other candidates. Other possibilities, general. yeah. So Chauncey Billups, assistant for the Clippers, who won their Game 7 against Dallas yesterday. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George 
That 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 uh, game right there, that game seven, had some implications for possible trade scenarios for both teams. I'm not saying, but involving now us. that we've seen Neil's conference that we're about to get into, that might not be a mm-hmm. real thing. But, However, yeah. So back to Chauncey Billups and the Clippers. So Chauncey Billups, he has not had a head coaching gig yet. However, he's well respected in the league. Um, again, another players coach. He also has his own spotty history, which again, I just. I, I'm not going to like make it not as important as it is because it's still a very important thing to hold, not to hold against him, but to hold him accountable to. But he has been a spotless re- like, like resume. He has been a great citizen since that happened. And for those of you who don't know, I think it was sexual assault or like sexual like abuse. Other, and it's, it hasn't yeah. completely been confirmed that it happened, but like there are allegations out mm-hmm. there like him and his teammates. Mm-hmm. So that so he's kind of got a similar situation, but um, Chauncey Billups apparently is a high up on the list. Even though, again, this Neil Shea press conference we need to get into because there's some quotes he said that kind of go against what we're gonna say here. But I think, and I think it was reported. I don't know who reported that Chauncey Billups or that Jason Kidd got out of the running because one of the reasons because he thought Chauncey Billups was a lock to be the coach. Yeah. From, I don't know if this is a valid source, but tweeted out by Peter Vexi. Vexi, I don't know how you say it. Uh, he said, "Why would Jason name rap? Jason Kidd rapidly remove his name from consideration?" You ask. A Portland person in the know submits it's because he knows or he knew Chauncey Billups is living lock to get the job. Yeah, and with all those take tweets, that for what's yeah, worse. you got to take it for with, with a grain of salt. Might not necessarily be true, but still important because I think Chauncey Billups will be on the final shortlist because he has a lot of potential. To be a good coach, he hasn't had a coaching job yet. He's been a very good assistant. Um, but just keep an eye on, Cha- on Chauncey Billups. I think he's going to be there at the end. Other possible candidates um, thrown out at the beginning was Mike D'Antoni, who leads a revolutionary offense. You know, he had his offense in Houston with James Harden and the small ball, the ultra small ball, the microscopic ball, if you will. Um, he is was His name was thrown around Jeff Van Gundy, the ESPN announcer. Uh, he was thrown in there as well. Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. Michigan. I would like him, but I think he's going to stay at his alma mater, Michigan, for more than one season. He just got there. But um, we and who knows if that's actually like a valid list? Because according to Neil, they haven't even called anybody or put a list together. Um, and should we just go ahead and start talking about the Neil she press conference? Because there was a lot of things said in this press conference um, that have a lot of implications on the Blazers' off season. Um, Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that this was Neil's worst press conference ever, and yeah. I didn't watch it, but I've seen. I think people quotes. need to be careful with. Yes, he maybe wasn't a great presser, but I think a lot of times Blazer fans, and I think fans in general, they let their opinion on someone that they don't like, like they already don't like Neil, so they're pre-biased to not liking Neil. Obviously, they're gonna think the press conference sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you already have a preconceived notion that you don't like the guy then obviously you're already going to not like the press conference. So I think a lot of people are kind of over Neil. He, you know, he's working with what he has. He, Portland's a small market. They're not just going to be trash like the Lakers for years and go out and get LeBron James. That's just not going to happen. We have to build it up. And I think he's done a good job you know, working around the edges, but I think the time has come to make a significant move. Um, but he kind of put a damper on that today a little bit. But what I was saying, Neil Shea's just he's doing his best. I think he could be better, but 
But just because you don't like the guy doesn't mean he's, like, the worst GM in the league. I think he's better than a lot of GMs. I think he is too. But I do think that um, he did make a couple missed signings this offseason, like just looking at what has happened in the past and what we'll have to face, like just a couple of like the Canner, the Mellow. While they had their moments in the season, they just like, and it could just be because of the matchup, they just didn't, they're just not playoff basketball players, I guess. Um, but he put a lot of blame on coaching staff and coaching, and he was like, a lot of the quotes he said was like, I put together a good roster. The fact that the defense is bad is not on the roster. And um, yeah, so he goes, you just got to have just a couple quotes. He said, he said, um, we benefited from the offense that Neil Shea created with his roster construction. I guess he wanted to take credit for that, which is fine. But we've been hit on the defensive side of the culture, um, defensive culture within the organization. Again, as you all know, 29th in defensive rating this season, second worst in the league. And he really blamed that on coaching and on Terry Stotts in particular because, I I don't know, he said the roster was good enough to be better than 29th in the league, which I agree with. I do too. I think we could have been a 20th ranked defense. It would have helped the team. But So I think that's a fair statement. Now, it looks kind of crappy to just push the blame all on Terry, but it's a valid point nonetheless. Another quote he said was he did not hear the comments that Yusuf Nurkic made Post game or after Nuggets game six, which is a little questionable. It's like, how did you not hear that? Yeah. The the you know. So that was I think a little. I'm just avoiding the question. One that I saw that stood out again was kind of him like putting a little blame on Stotts. He said when he was asked about whether he feels pressure for his job, he said in this instance, the first round loss, the defense was not a product of the roster. Again, just saying that. Um, with a better coach, sure, we might have made it out of the first round, but still, mm-hmm. you want to see someone take a little bit of accountability. Yeah. Just say, like, yeah, we could have made a couple different changes here mm-hmm. and there. He also talked about Norman Powell a little bit, saying how he traded for Norm uh, at the deadline for with hopes of Norman being a part of the future, which you all know what that means, a.k.a. He's, he wants him to re-sign this summer, which I think would be a huge get for the Blazers if they could re-sign Norm. I'm not really sure where Norm stands, to be honest. Um, I have no idea. What do you mean, like, money-wise? No, I have no idea where Norm stands on oh, if, he if he wants to wants return to or not. Like, if he got the same deal from another team. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, last quote we'll go through with um, uh, Neil Olshay said was that they don't actually have a list yet with coaching changes, which is fine. You want to take your time. But I did see that they're going to... I think it was you start with 20 to 20... They're going to start with 20 to 25 coaches kind of like a list, and they're going to slowly like narrow it down. Then they're going to do um, interviews when they feel comfortable. But they've not reached out to anyone or asked for permission to interview anyone yet, so everyone just needs to calm down a little bit with their coaching, um, with the coaching hire. And it needs to happen at some point, obviously, before we get in the free agency and stuff. So we have a we know which the coach can utilize his system yeah, and can, I think, or can implement his system. I think this coaching decision is going to be huge because another thing he said and we're just kind of just going through the significant quotes of the press conference was for anyone and when anyone he's talking about coaches that they could hire he said to anyone for anyone to advance in the process they're going to have to prove that they can do that do that basically saying to improve defensively without a ton of roster changes hinting that maybe we might not see the big blockbuster trade and people like saw that quote and they were like well 
even if you trade CJ, you'll still probably keep four of the five starters. But I think a big roster change would be trading your second best player over the past five years. So like that doesn't mean it's not going to happen and opinions change and his mind could change. But at the moment, it seems like he's pretty dead set that the main issue of this team was Terry Stotts. uh, Yeah, I think what he's saying is I have no doubt that he is, you know, Kind of sniffing around the league, looking for what CJ's value is, trying to gauge and trying to yeah, trying to gauge interest. I think he's saying he's not going to automatically just trade him for expiring contracts and picks. Like we're trying to get him for a win now player, and if that's not there, then don't trade him. I think that's what he's saying. Like don't don't be surprised if I trade him, but don't be surprised if I don't. If the right deal's there, whatever to make the team better. In the end. It's all about utilizing Dame's prime and Dame right now, and that's why we're involving Dame and coaching searches and everything. I mean, again, he made it clear. He was like, we're going to run a broad, expansive search, and Dame will play an interval role in the, in the process. He also said Dame is not making any demands when it comes to the coaching hire. I think, Which is kind of odd to hear after the Jason Kidd Yeah, I think situation. now the Jason Kidd situation's behind us. Um I don't think Dame will make any demands. I think he'll just kind of offer his input here, here and there, uh, which is good, which is good. Uh, let's talk about potential CJ trades. That's the next thing we're talking about because if Neil is going to improve this roster, it's probably going to come from trading our starting shooting guard, CJ McCollum, who is an undersized player at best, average, no, he's not even average. He's not even an average defender. So it's interesting to see what value he has. Um, We've been kind of scoping around the league, watching teams in the playoffs, maybe and hoping this a is team why, loses. This is why I said earlier that the Clippers and Mavericks game seven was so important because the Clippers have title aspirations. Um, if they had lost that game, very poten- it's potential. potentially they wanted to not blow it up, but kind of start fielding. They might calls. be forced to given Kawhi's a free agent. And could yeah, leave. Kawhi's a free agent and, and could leave. I don't anticipate that happening. But if it did, you might as well deal Paul George too. And start a quick rebuild. Now, also the Mavericks. Talk about the Mavericks really quick. Chris Porzingis said he's not happy. He feels like he's an afterthought instead of a co-star, which unfortunately is going to be what it's like when you are 7-3 and you chuck transition threes and grab four rebounds a game. All I'm saying is a Chris Stapps trade would be the highest risk trade we could do, I don't support it. Reward. I don't either. But because saying, I don't think the Mavericks could... need another guard. No, I, and it's not. It doesn't even technically have to be maybe for, for Nurkic. Like his value is so low right now, and but his potential is so high. If you can just unlock what he had in New York, that if it was not giving up really anything at all, like I'm talking like I don't even know, like Derek Jones Jr. and Asir Little. That yeah. his value. He averaged 13 points, and he's on a. Bad contract, which is bad given his production right now. But like, if he somehow the got back to what there, he yeah, I agree. Again, I'm not supporting that. That's just so possible. CJ trades. Let's just the obvious one is with Philadelphia. Now Philadelphia is down to the Hawks 1-0 right now. If they lose the series in the second round, they could be, they could very well be going down the line of thinking Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. It's not going to work. We need. Which is very true. Philadelphia needs a scoring guard. Yeah, they need scoring. That's been where CJ has been linked to. Ever since he started, and it's all it used to be CJ for Ben Simmons, but I mean, sure, that could still happen given Ben Simmons, like he could not play well in the playoffs. But the key one we've been looking at is Tobias Harris, and he would, maybe Matisse Thybulle thrown in there. Matisse Thybulle would be a huge pickup too. I mean, it's so hard as a Blazer fan to know what CJ's value is because like we're biased. We're biased. We think CJ's good, but I'm also like I'm not. For me personally, I'm like. 
I don't think there's any I chance think, we could get Tobias and Matisse for just CJ. I think it's somewhere in the middle of the pes. Okay, it's obviously somewhere in the middle between the optimists and the pessimists, but let me explain what I mean. So I'm an optimist with CJ's value. I think for some reason, like CJ is very high value across the league, which is probably not true. But I also think that people undervalue C- CJ as well. I think there are a lot of teams across the league that could be like, when Dane was out, this guy was averaging 28. This guy was averaging 28. And he's a very good scoring guard. And I think he could very easily lead the team. And I think there's a lot of rebuilding teams that could go for CJ for not as much as we think. I think teams that would trade for CJ is either trading teams that are like, um, what are you trying to say here? Trading things that are like kind of in the middle, either pushing for a championship and like, like Philly and need that ball handling guard, a score. I just don't think a rebuilding team is really going to go for CJ unless they're like trying to push for the playoffs. Just because CJ is like what twenty eight, twenty nine. For a long time, it was CJ to the Magic for Aaron Gordon. Yeah, that would have. That's know. that's Aaron Gordon is not on CJ's level. One that I've seen a lot is, um, or not I've seen a lot. I saw and I thought it was really good. Was CJ to the Pacers um, for Miles Turner and Karis Levert. Now I don't. You would probably throw in another piece like a Derrick Jones Jr. But because Miles Turner is not as valuable as C.J. McCollum in the scheme also, of just basketball, but the, the, sorry, you can keep going. But I was gonna say Miles Turner would be super valuable for us in our scheme. Like C.J. Yes. McCollum's better, but Miles Turner might be more important for and us. And that might be gettable to an extent because Miles Turner is a little unhappy in Indiana right now, and their two kind of center lineup with Sabonis and Turner has not worked out, and they might want to go with Sabonis. As they're, yeah. he's a star at this point. Because and Turner's kind of being pushed out. Because the key to building a good defense is starting from the inside out. You look at the best defenses in the league. You look at the Jazz; they have Rudy Gobert in the middle. You look at Philly. You look at even the Hawks have turned it up defensively in the playoffs because they have Clint Capella in the middle. If you could have a guy like Miles Turner in the middle, um, your defense is automatically just going to get better because you're not going to have to double team to the paint because you have Miles Turner in there blocking every shot and. The only reason I say Karis LeVert, too, is because, not to start, Karis LeVert would be our scorer off the bench. And if they don't really want to commit to Karis LeVert, they could go CJ, who's by far better than Karis LeVert, and then just move on from the Miles Turner-Sabonis duo. I could see that happening, especially because LeVert, defense-wise, is not it's better than CJ, but not by much. And CJ's a much better offensive player. CJ's a way better. But if you re-sign Norm... Levert coming off the bench, I think, would immediately oh, be, really be our sixth good. man. Yeah, I mean, that because would... our bench is the, the thing about the Blazers and the thing about Terry is that like when I think of the bench, I think of Simons, Kanger, and Mello. But we had Nasir Little on the bench, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson on the bench. And look, you've always Derek said Jones look back Jr. at the, the 2019 Western Conference Finals teams. None of those players technically should really be getting rotational minutes. But when they did, they actually played really well. Evan Turner yeah. was not that good of a. But he had 11 player, points in games. He was turning up in the playoffs, so. Just by play, like literally, if, I bet if you play Derrick Jones Jr. in this past series, he's gonna play clamps defense on Michael Turner Jr. and he's gonna get a couple dunks, maybe get a three pointer, and end up with seven to nine points. Like that's all you need yeah. in the end. Just start with the defense. Another potential CJ trade. Um, I saw Miami as a possible one because they don't really I, have that score either. No, they don't really have a score. Jimmy Butler, I don't think would be get would be gettable. I think he might be. They're planning on re-signing him to a max. I saw something like Tyler Hero and like Duncan Robinson and one other Precious, yeah. Achua. 
I think that would and be a sign and trade. That again, I don't. I'm not. That's not a bad package. I think we get better though. But yeah, you could get better if you are just have to deal CJ. I mean, Duncan Robinson is going to shoot the ball well, but he's not going to solve okay. your defensive issues. Another thing I saw was Boston, and this one would have to include Nurk. Now, this is why I don't. Again, this like this Boston. probably is the biggest reach of all. But I think there's two ways you can go with Boston. Obviously, Boston was a seven seed this year. Their team is not really going anywhere. Um, they need to make another move. They well, they need a center. They need, they need center. a center bad. And I, th- so if you go, there's two ways you can do this, in my opinion. You can go CJ and Nurk plus whatever, like as the core, and picks for J. You can get Jalen Brown because, in like my that. that would be fantastic because in my opinion. I think at some point they're gonna. Boston's kind of like Dame, Dame, and CJ to an extent. Two very similar players, and Tatum and Brown, who kind of do similar things and kind of probably overlap in skill sets. And I could definitely see. I don't think maybe we offer the best deal. They're not gonna trade Tatum. He's been an animal in the playoffs, but Brown could possibly be moved. Now, if it was for someone smaller, you could go like Nurk. Or, I don't know, if you're going a player down, you can go, like, Marcus Smart. I think he could be a good energizer off the bench. He definitely fit. Um, but if it was CJ, Nurk, or even, like, you somehow kept CJ. See, in my opinion, the dream offseason is this. It's obviously will not happen. But do the CJ for Levert and Turner, maybe you need you got to throw something else in with CJ. Maybe Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Get Turner as your starting center. Then Nurk Little, Nurk. Nurk Little in the farm of picks for Jalen Brown, and just try to fleece Brad Stevens and saying Nurk is top end center and it'll put you over the hump. Another and, guy we saw that came out. This is just moving a different direction on teams, but you saw the Cat report. That was a pretty big story, like Saturday morning or Friday morning. Not in love with Cat. I'm. Personally, not either. Um, he brings a great offensive skill set. I mean, he's top three offensive center in the league. And he brings average defense. I think he would rim protect okay. Um, not at Nurk's level. Yeah, not at, I think, see, I don't, see, I think Nurk is a good, great defender. He's not a rim protector. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Turner is Miles Turner's everything. I think that's if why we I got really Miles like Turner for CJ. I think that that's the move. Um, a, Okay, here, here's another one. Another you have to get more if you're trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another huge stretch again, but Paul George. Do they do CJ and Nurk? They also need a center, in my opinion. I don't know if Zubats is the answer over there. Yeah. But that would be with a Kawhi trade. So I'm not sure Paul George would. Also, do do we want Pandemic P in the playoffs? That's another question you got to ask know. yourself. I don't know. Um, but many potential. And there's the other option of we just don't trade CJ and run back a tiny lineup. That's see, th- that's the thing. I just don't really want to see this three-guard lineup again because no matter how good of a defensive coach is, it's just going to struggle defensively. Norman Powell is a solid defender, but he's not supposed to be defending Good threes. Question, no one's talking about this, and I, maybe it's because you can't do it, and I might just be dumb, but can you use Norman Powell in a sign-in trade? Um, I don't think you can since he has a player option. Okay. But... And keep CJ maybe if he doesn't want to if he doesn't want to stay. I think he actually could if he wanted to. Um, similar to like uh, someone did Kevin that. Durant with D'Angelo Russell, like Kevin Durant. It's it's literally like you can't choose to do the sign and trade. It's basically the player that you're uh, 
getting rid of is being either nice enough to say like I'll sign with you as long as you just trade me here, making it hence the sign and trade, or it's just the team that the player is going to doesn't have the cap space, so they have to do a sign and trade. Mm-hmm. So I'm still I I like Norm. I think Norm would be a great backcourt partner. Norm would not be as good as CJ offensively, but it balanced the team more. It would definitely balance the team more if you could just trade. Like I just I really like that. And then maybe even you flip Nurk for some sort of wing. I don't really know what type of team has a wing that is in need of a center. That's more realistic than Jalen Brown or Paul George. Would you rather, this is an interesting one, would you rather do the CJ Pat package for Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, or with basically CJ and Miles Turner is the core of that deal, or CJ Tobias Harris and um, keep Nurk? The issue with Nurk is just like he's kind of been, I think he hit his, I'm not going to say he hit his peak, but like he was really good and trending upward before, before he got yeah, hurt. But like hurt. just, it's so unfortunate that he got hurt. I just don't know how much better he can get at this point. And he's about to be on the last year of his deal. And, and he might not resign. Knowing him and watching he, that press conference, something's going on And with him, we have him for so a weird. steal with 12 mil a year, four years, 48 million. And he's probably going to want to pay raise. Like, I just think it's so weird that he like says, this is the best group of guys I've been around. But then kind of is like, I don't know if I want to be back in this situation. Yeah, if you didn't know, that it's was Dame's, not Dame, Nurk's post-game weird. comments after the Game 6 loss to Denver. Let's move on to the Q&A. So, y'all went on the Instagram and swiped up on the story and wrote questions to us. And we are going to answer them. Um, I'll, go many, I'll go first. You want to go first? Okay. Um... There are some questions in here. You just want to start at the top? Um, that are kind of just far-fetched. Some of them are not technically related to basketball, but we got something from something goodish. We're going to shout you guys out just to give you guys credit yeah. for giving the questions. But he goes, ooh, think we're going to get any new Dalla tracks, a.k.a. Dame Dalla, any new rap I say this yes. Season. I think we could definitely see some. I see. I say we get like like single or something. What's, Dame, what's, what's your favorite Dame Dalla song? My favorite Dame Dalla song. Can you can you go to his his library or his uh, what do you call it? What, it what do you call it? It's his like his catalog. I like if it's just him. Um, he has some features that I like, but my favorite I mean, the Dame track song. Is up there. Oh, the Sha- Shaq Dis track is up there. Um, I really like Moneyball. That's a good one. Ricky and the reason Bobby. why I like Moneyball is because in the music video, CJ's in it, which is pretty funny. But I do think we get some new dollar tracks. What about you? Do you think we get some new dollar tracks? I think we do. I right. see a little inspiration, inspiration yeah. stuff in the offseason. Yeah. Talk, talk about. Oh. Talk about losing. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, I, I forgot what song it was, but one of the first songs he was. Oh, it was in. I think it was in Sol- Soldier of the Game or Soldier in the Game, the first song he had on SoundCloud. He had a, a line where he was like, I, something like I played last game like I'm flu game six. Flu game six, something, something, like look what I did game six. Obviously referring to the Rockets, but I thought of game six against Denver and then I thought about that line. So that's kind of funny. Sad. Okay, next question. This is from, we'll go with C. Zizzles. Um, he goes, or she Shouldn't have traded GTJ. And we're going to pair this one up with another one from Miles Darnell 43, where he says, we would have won that series with Gary Trent. I've seen a lot of people say this. Um, you want to answer this first? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, 
So this is a two-part question. Um, I think I can't really answer the shouldn't have traded Gary Trent Jr. left yet. I can't answer that question yet, and here's why. If we re-sign Norman Powell, I think the trade is great. If we don't re-sign Norman Powell, I agree. We should not have traded Gary Trent Jr. But we could have seen the same thing happen with Gary Trent Jr. leaving. That's true. So now would... This is an interesting question for you. Would if Gary would Gary Trent Jr. get paid more than Norman Powell this offseason? A lot of people have said they're similar in money, but honestly, this is what I was going to say, is Gary Trent Jr., right when he got traded, he had his moments. He had a buzzer beater, and he had like 44 points in a game. Other than that, he really regressed defensively this year, I saw. Like, he peaked in the bubble, defensively at least, and everyone's saying like, oh, our defense is so much worse than Norm. Gary's a dog on defense. I love Gary, and Gary was one of my favorite players. But he did definitely regress defensively. Um, so, now, saying we would have won that yeah. series with Gary Trent Jr., I think you can make that argument because Gary Trent Jr. is a big shot maker. And I think if he stays Attention in Portland, shoot. he's make. You saw Norman, you saw Melo, you saw CJ even just not hit shots down the stretch or when Dame set, like, set him up. I think it's a stretch to say we would have won, won the series, but I think Gary Trent Jr. would have made the shots that other guys missed. But just because he just seemed in the bubble. He just seemed to always hit him. Would we have dominated a game four like we did without Norm, though? Because Norm went like 11 for 15 and had 29 true. points. True. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think Norman Powell in the long run, if we re-sign him, is going to be much better for this team. And I honestly, I you can't say this yet because it's been so soon, but I commended Neil on selling high on Gary Trent Jr. I think he was, he, was at peak, he was at peak value. To answer your question, I like the trade and then to answer your question, Miles, um, I don't think we would have won the tr- won the series with okay. Richard Jr. personally. Next question is from J. Joel Carlos. He goes, so is it only Jason Kidd candidate for head coach? I know we kind of talked about this earlier in the podcast, but and you know we're answering this probably how long since? Like four days late. Four days late. But Jason Kidd is now not going to be an option for head coach. So... Jason Kidd, therefore, is not the only candidate. There are so many other candidates. In fact, every other candidate is not Jason Kidd. And I'm happy. <laughs> and he was not the only candidate when he asked this question either. Next question, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this name, so I'm just going to spell it. Or Just no, go, go for it. Jihadion underscore. <laughs> Jihadion. Good, good effort, good effort. Um, he says, she says, whatever you are. They say. Let's not get into that. <laughs> who do you think we can get or who will leave? We talked about this. We didn't talk about who will leave. Who do you think will leave? I'm going to pull up the contracts while you... Leave or get traded? Um, let's start with leave. I think we will not offer a new contract to Mello or Canner. And I could be dead wrong saying that. That's kind of what I want. I don't I don't think Mello comes back. I don't think Canner comes back. Zach Collins is a free agent. I think we give him a one-year prove-it deal, personally. I would like to see that. I think he still has a future with this team. I keep forgetting we have him. He could be so big for us. He could have been huge. Traded. We kind of talked about um, this. Could see CJ. Could see Nurk. In terms of core guys, I think one of CJ and Nurk gets moved. I really do. That's my gut feeling. I think Derek Jones Jr. stays. I think he's going to opt in, but I think he could be... Trade fill, filler slash, you know, trade bait to get someone we need. Off Although, if Derek Jones Jr. stays, I would not be mad. Off topic here, we were talking about this not on the podcast. Um, say we don't get of get say we do get rid of Ennis Cantor. Nerlens Noel is a free agent. He was actually the number one rated defensive player in the league this year. If he was our back, love him if he was our backup, backup center, center, even if he was the starting center and just didn't close games, 
Like we want a Zach, defensive center no matter what. Zach Collins, Nurk. Okay, Zach Collins, Noel, and Miles Turner. That is that's fantastic right there. The thing about Miles Turner is he can shoot threes. He's better than Nurk from the three point range. The only thing he's not better than Nurk at it's is probably playmaking. Like a couple post moves here and there, but Nurk kind of regressing that. And yes, playmaking for sure. Yeah, Nurk's a fantastic playmaker. Um, but I think Melo can relieve. And okay, next question from Tyler.m underscore zero five. Should we go for a Kawhi? Should we? We should. We should. Absolutely. Because Kawhi is a needle mover and makes us title contenders next to Dame instantly. You saw him in Game 7. This was yesterday, Game How 7. How much are you willing to give for Kawhi? Are you willing to get part ways with Derek Jones Jr.? <laughs> I'm willing to sell CJ, Nurk, Roko. I'd sell a lot of guys for Kawhi. Um, do I think we get Kawhi? Hell no. There is. But we should. We definitely should because he would be – the type of help Dame needs. And if frankly, if Dame can't win with Kawhi, then maybe Dame's just not meant to win a title in Portland. But I do not think we go for Kawhi, but we should. Next question. Three more. Um, this is from Cody Plumley 7 We already talked about this a little bit, but he says, what do you think about the rumor cat in Portland? Is that the type of help Dame needs? So in my opinion, I think the rumor is nothing but a rumor. So I don't think... He has no weight to it at I all. I don't think it has no weight to it at all. Stephen A. Smith said he has a source, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith texted him. I'm just kidding. He, he texted himself. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't think the rumor has much substantial like evidence to it. Now, second part. So, I, honestly, I like the rumor. I like that it gets the wheels moving, gets people start starting to think, like, okay, is Dame actually going to get a help? I don't mind the rumor. Just I don't want people to get, like, oh, my gosh, Cat Portland. Now, is it the type of help Dame needs? I don't think it's the ideal help, but I think just the fact that Cat's a big name, it would look to the media and everyone that Dame is getting help, and I wouldn't mind that. I think Cat would be... The, let's just think about it. The pick and pop, Dame and Cat, that's disgusting. Filth. That's disgusting. Um, you want to add anything to that? You could probably add something to that. Um, I think Cat is probably similar to the, like, the highest level star we could get, or like his level. Like, not the superstar, but, like, a star. A guy that would be a really good second option. Um, I think that he's probably not the best fit with us just because he's not an elite defender. He's a solid defender. I just don't know if you're getting enough from Cat for how much you'll probably have to give up for Cat. Exactly. I agree with that. Next question. This is from AJJD2. He just, very simple question. Derek Jones Jr. or Carmelo Anthony? Just straight up. <laughs> if you heard that, I don't think you did at all. Um, that was our dog. Our dog. Um, to answer your question, are we talking this year? Are we talking next year? Are we talking? I would assume. Who would you want on the floor? I think if you had to get rid of one and keep one, I'm keeping for DJ next year. Guy. I'm keeping Derek Jones Jr. Nothing gets mellow, but defense is a huge, huge part of this team going forward. It has to be. And Derek Jones Jr. was our best individual defender, and he did just not even touch the floor in the playoffs. Like, Rondé Hollis Jefferson can't shoot threes. So if Derek Jones Jr. can't either, play Derek Jones Jr. That, that was one of the dumbest moves I thought Stotts did, in my opinion. Yeah, Melo has his He moments. was our starter at the start of the year. Yeah. Melo has his moments. He has his yes. big 25-point outburst because he... Hits four threes in a row, but, but it's not consistent, and it's yes, bad basketball. Carmelo Anthony's one of the greatest isolation scorers, 
and he's top 10 in the history of the game in scoring for a reason. But no defense, very slow. He's old, unfortunately. When he scores 17 points on 6 of 9 shooting, that's a good night. But he, he can't do that every night. Derek Jones Jr. can go 1 of 5 from the field for 4 points and impact the game because he's a lob threat, in my opinion. And he plays defense, and we need defense. So I'm taking Derek, Derek Jones Jr., and you are too. It's really tough for me to say. I don't really want to get rid of Melo just because of how much of like just an icon he is, and I kind of want him to go out on his own terms. Like If he retired, I'll be fine. I just don't want to cut him again. If he could just somehow just like accept the fact that he's just on our team to be a veteran later, like Dirk, say Dirk was in his last two years, you're not going to really play any minutes unless it's a blowout. You're playing garbage time. Just be on the team to be on the team. Yeah. Um, the problem is when we keep Mel- when we keep Mello, he kind of almost seems like he's like, in order to stay, he's getting he's being guaranteed minutes per game. Like this man played crunch time. Like I guess I know you need the scoring. But you also need some defense in crunch time. And crunch time, half the time, is just Dame making insane three-pointers. So you don't even need another – you don't need a fifth offensive player on the floor. It's, I don't want to get it. Final question from Slamma Preston, which is kind of a cool name in my opinion. Will we get Kevin Love? You want, you want to go? Um, no. I think our only chance to ever get Kevin Love was with – Hassan Whiteside, which I'm still pissed we never made a move for. I know his value probably sucked, but, like, um, to answer your question bluntly, no, unless he gets bought out, which is maybe a possibility. I can see that happening. Yeah, I was going to say that I don't think we trade for Kevin Love ever. I think the only way is if he becomes a free agent at the end of his fat contract that we want no part of, or he asks to be bought out and he comes here on a vet men or we sign him for cheap. Because I think at some point he'll want to play for Portland, whether it happens or not. I don't know. As you all know, Kevin Love is from Lake Oswego. That's where he went. Um, so I could see it hap- I could see it happening, but it'd be a couple years down, down the line, in my opinion. Um, so those are all the questions we had from the Q&A. Shout out to those people who put it on the Instagram. If you don't follow the Instagram and you're somehow finding this podcast without finding coming from the Instagram, it's go follow the Instagram.city.rundown. It's also in the description. And subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. I'm just going to throw out a date right here because we want to. Um, let's try to aim for June 20th. That's in 13 days. That's Third. really hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But Blazer I fans, think, stand up, guys. Stand at, up, okay? Th- we're going through a, tra- a transition right now and... We got all you the need news. To, yeah, we need got all the news. I am a sucker for Blazers, unfortunately. It's kind of painful, but I love me some Portland Trailblazers, Rip City. Rip think, City on the ass. I think, I think we're on 918 subscribers right now. We gained like 13 in the last day from the Terry Stotts news. So maybe we just need Damian Lillard to be traded so everyone wants to see our reaction. Um, I'm obviously kidding, but we bring Blazer content. We've just posted Blazer mic'd up from the 2020-2021 season if you want to see that. Um, so tell your friends that are Blazer fans to come subscribe, whether they watch Blazer content or not. They can just listen to this podcast. Fantastic. That is all we got. Thank you for submitting the questions. We'll do another one probably at some point. Um, it's going to be a long summer until free agency starts. I have to watch, make myself watch other games that are not Blazers, which is unfortunate. Um, but that is it for this podcast. Probably the longest one we've done. Pretty good. We will see you all later. Peace out.